0: Thanks for checking out the PowerPlace audio podcast. If you want more resources for your walk with the Lord, you can visit us online at www.thepowerplace.org. You can check us out on YouTube and Facebook at The PowerPlace Church if you want to watch the service online. And if you want to give, you can text any amount to 84321 or visit the church website. Good morning, good morning. Uh, I'm Isaiah Hollis. I'm the lead pastor here at The PowerPlace PowerPlace exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily, to be empowered by his spirit and his word so that you can go and engage with your world. We believe that what God's doing in this house is contagious and it's a good thing. It's a good thing. You know, when you taste something good and you just want to share it. You know, when you taste something good at a restaurant and you text the person that you actually like in your life and you say, hey, you got to taste this. You leave the people out that you really don't like, you know, you, you know, you know you. you'd make a group chat of just the people you actually like. Um, anyways, so, but that one thing that you taste that you've got to let know, this is good. This is something good. This house, this house, all we care about it is his presence. People come secondary to his presence. We love people. We love people. We love you. We're, we're glad that you showed up today. But if you didn't show up, he still would have. And so all we really care about is him, we host him, and then the environment sets itself. Some of you will get that at home when you're eating lunch. We just host him, and the environment sets itself. So when you walk in these doors into people unified, worshiping him, and his presence is here, all of a sudden you feel something. It's like it smacks you in the face. For those of you that show up at like 9.40, 9.45, have to park out in the third parking lot because you couldn't get your kids dressed on time. I get it. And then, you know, you come, or maybe you're just a lobby dweller. I'm working on that team. I'm building a team of lobby dweller kicker outers. Anyways, um, it's, it's funny to me that people actually come to church just to talk to their friends in the foyer when the best friend is sitting in here waiting for them. Anyways, I won't go there for too long. It actually kind of frustrates me sometimes to see people congregating in the foyer when he's here. It's like, wait a second, we're worshiping in the house and you have the audacity to stand out there? Anyways, um, sorry, that's another cup of tea for another sit down. Uh, But what God is doing in this house is so important. And when we actually value that, when we actually value that him, his presence, everything else makes sense. This is why the world runs around in confusion and the church is settled. Because when things start to get out of order, it's like, oh no, no, how do I I get things back? God is order. So when we come under him, we automatically have order. He's so good, he's so good. I wanna uh, say a big thank you to uh, AJ Fisher for painting our foyer. Come on, you saw it when you walked in. Much brighter, much better. AJ Fisher Construction. I'll say this, I trust him so much, I let him paint my house. Uh, he would probably want you to know he didn't do the cut-ins, so if you're complaining about the cut-ins, it was the staff, okay? <laughs> I, just, I just wanna put that out there. You know, any cut-in problems that you see, it's the staff. If you see an X on one of the windows, it was me. I take full blame, and I apologize. Anyways, but thank you. Thank you for, for donating. Thank you for giving of your time. My word, uh, what a blessing. I, I texted him yesterday and I said, "Thank you so much for what you did." And he wrote back. He goes, "Thank you for the opportunity to pour into the kingdom." Oh Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I was here at 6:45 a.m. on a Saturday. I don't want to hear your excuse. So good when people get it. Oh, my word. What what could be on the other side of your obedience? And so thank you. Thank you for your servant heart. Uh, It's amazing. And I pray it gets emulated in this house. I pray people see you and want to emulate who you are because you're an incredible man of God. And we appreciate you in this house. And I say that publicly because I actually back it privately. So love you. Appreciate you. Um, Let me let me encourage you as as uh, followers of Christ to be followers of Christ, not only in the house, but outside of the house. May your Monday through Saturday be who you are on Sunday, okay? This, this will actually help you um, to live a life that God wants to bless, because God wants to bless obedience, but he doesn't want to bless obedience that's just obedience on a Sunday, and so let me, let me encourage you as a house, as a, as a church, as a family, um, let, me, let me help you and pass you for a moment. Your Monday through Saturday is so important. And that's why we talk about daily encounters so much around here. The daily encounters matter. You need to be daily encountering his presence. And when you do, that's where he comes in and purifies. That's where he comes in and tears back layers. That's where he comes in and, and remolds, reforms you and takes you to who you need to be. Um, God is so good and he just wants you to be in his presence. Um, I, I've said this before and I just wanna reiterate this. Uh, 2023, uh, I believe God is using vulnerability to break walls. I believe that this is the year that God is using vulnerability to break walls. I think, I think with all of, of who I am, I, I, I know with all that I am, I feel the Lord stirring in my spirit that through your vulnerability, people's lives around you will change. A lot of you have put on this fake facade that, that when you walk into work, you're someone that you're actually not. And so your coworkers think that you're someone that they can't achieve. And God wants you to use your vulnerability to let people know that you're actually human, but you just rely on Him. Oh, what an avenue we could take, what a highway we could get on to to take ground for the kingdom. I'm not talking 55 on, on Highway One. That's slow, okay? Let's let's go let's go south. Let's go, you know, 75. Let's go to Texas. You know, we can we can roll 75, it'll be great. I'm talking, I'm talking highway to get somewhere fast. What could happen if we all got on this same road of taking ground for the kingdom at a rapid pace, saying, Lord, I will not hold back. I I will not withhold my my testimony. Some of you have a testimony that could change so many people's lives, but you hold it privately because you're worried about who's gonna hear it because they might actually judge you. God wants you to release that. Your testimony could be the key to changing someone's walk. And so, man, get bold about your testimony. Well, my testimony's ugly. Good. The uglier, the better. I love it. I think it's fantastic. You want someone get on board with your testimonies, your sharing of what you walk through. I'm not talking, oh, you know, I, I, I used to. Do, no, I'm talking like give them the deep depths of your testimony. This is who I was, and this is what God helped me turn into. And when that happens, there's a stirring in the heavenly realms. And it's like, hey, Gabriel, get down there, hurry. Let's go, we got, we got some business to do because some people are getting bold about their testimony and testimonies take ground. Yeah. Testimonies take ground. And I can promise you this, none of you are exempt from this because every single person in this room has a testimony. So don't discount yourself and be like, well, I know, you know I grew up in the church. Dude, I was born on a pew, okay? My dad was singing an old hymn. I came flying out, ready to rock. It was was over. I don't want to hear your excuse. I was literally born in church. God, I wasn't actually born in church. I was born in a hospital. (laughs) Not like that crazy. My gosh. Some of you are like, man, this boy's sheltered. Mm -hmm. Yep. Listen, I was homeschooled all 12 years, and I'm proud of it, okay? Sometimes I'm more normal than you. Sometimes. (laughs) What God is doing with you needs to be shared with them. Don't hold it. Don't put it in your safe for later. Don't lock it up. God wants to share what's going on in you with them. Well, who's the them? I don't know, whoever God's put around you. Who are you hanging out with? Those are the them. Go seek them. Sit down and, and have an honest conversation. I remember when uh, my wife Brittany went to Pulse Beauty Academy and she would share Bible stories at lunchtime. Now, not because she wanted to, because the girls were like, hey, you got to share Bible stories. Tell us, tell us Bible stories. So she would literally sit at lunch and share Bible stories at school, at hair school. That's awesome. Is Kara here? Is Kara? Yeah, Kara. Remember that? There it is. Yeah, so Kara was a student there too. And I, just this, this thing where it's like, no, if I don't share it, then how are people gonna know about it? How are people gonna know about it? And then we did a favor once Kara got in the church and hooked Eric up, you know? That's her husband, sorry. Because God is so good. Some of you are so trapped in this thing of, well, I might, I might be here forever and I don't know what the next is. Just open yourself up and watch God work. Watch God work. So, 2023, use vulnerability to break walls. God wants to do it in you, and he wants to do it through you. We're gonna be reading in Judges chapter 7, verse one today, story of Gideon. And it's funny to me, but yet not funny to me, uh, where my wife Brittany went this morning, because we didn't communicate about shouting. But the Holy Spirit knows what we don't know. And he knew today, we needed to pre-start what was coming. And I find it incredible where God wants to take this house. You know, last year, we, uh, last week, not last year, last week we addressed uh, our value of loud. And this week we're actually hitting on that value. And we say his honor over our dignity. So we come into this place of, of, of shouting with intentional triumphant noise. And what you heard at the end there, uh, as we were as we were releasing this shout, was walls falling down in personal lives. So maybe walls that have intentionally been built, maybe walls that you know a culture is there, and then subcultures get built. Maybe the subculture in your life is being torn down because you've let it come in and just tangle up what what actually means something in your world. And so God is coming in and He's starting to remove things. And as we shout, things start to break around us. But I want, to read, I want to read the story of Gideon because I feel like God is stirring something in this house that is fresh. Look at your neighbor and say fresh. Ooh, fresh. Something fresh. You ever go to the store and get a, a loaf of fresh bread? My dad never has done that. <laughs> my dad hates Bread. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> A fresh loaf of bread. Ooh. You know, you go through the grocery store and you, you push on all of them. You know, and pushing isn't enough. You have to squeeze it. I'm just, I just wanna throw, I just wanna be honest. You've seen the smashed bread. I'll be the culprit, okay? It, you, you, gotta, you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta test it. You gotta make sure, like, you know, what, what's going on here? When, when you when you get that Freshness—it's—it's it's something that—that is—is—it's something that you got to take a bite of. It's like I just can't wait to put some butter and some honey on here, toast it. Just want it good. Why? Because because it's fresh. A lot of you came in this morning with a nice little batch of stale bread over your shoulder. And that's what you've been holding on for a long time. I'm literally using illustrations that my father would use right now, okay? I just, well, I just wanted to point that out there. I'm, I'm using a bread reference right now, okay? I don't know what's happening to me in, in this moment, but I'm using a bread reference. Next thing, I'm gonna be talking about fries and how to keep them in a pocket. I don't know. I'm so confused. Oh my gosh. Going to McDonald's right after this. bread reference. I just used a bread reference. Oh my word. But this is the way that you've walked for so long. You've gotten used to eating stale bread and you're okay with it. You're the kind of person that cuts the mold off the corners. (laughs) No, you think I'm joking. Oh, I'm going here. If we're here and we're going to settle, we're going to settle. We're going in. You're the kind of person that gets it out and you're like, oh, there's a little bit of mold. We'll just cut that off. It'll be fine. Totally good. We're good. It's it's fine. Everything else is not tainted in the bag. It wasn't in a sealed thing. We're good. No, 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 no. You're out of your mind if you think God wants to bless that. You are out of your mind if you think God actually wants to come in and anoint that stale bread. You're out of your mind, but you're in here out of, I I don't know how you, I don't know what, I I don't know, but I do know this, that God doesn't want you to stay there. He doesn't want you to stay there. And when we get into this story, I wanna, I wanna kind of like digest and, and take apart this story because it's so good where Gideon starts and then where he finishes. Early in the morning, chapter seven, verse one, early in the morning, Jeroboam, which is Gideon, and all his men camped at the spring of Herod. The camp of Midian was north of them in the valley near the hill of Morah. The Lord said to Gideon, You have too many men. I cannot deliver Midian into their hands or Israel would boast against me. My own strength has saved me. Now, announce to the army, anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men left, while 10,000 men remained. Let me point out a fact here before we move on. That's double the amount that dealt with fear. Over double the amount that stayed dealt with fear. So I wanna point that out because some of you are in this room and you've been battling fear and you don't wanna own it, but I'm, I'm telling you, over double the amount of men actually struggled with fear. And as I was reading this and as I was studying, the Lord said, I want you to point out the fact that there's a lot that struggle with fear and if they continue to struggle with fear, they're going to have to be sent home. How's he gonna use you if you're backed into a corner? One prompting, one prompting. Now announce to the army, anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men left. See ya. Good announcement. Thanks, appreciate it. Going home to the honey and kids. You called me out. I struggle with fear. My bad. Okay, see ya. Nobody faced it. Gone. That's, That's not a good ratio. Just so we're being clear. In Philippians four, verse six, it says, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So notice how it said, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, So, there's an an action to take when you face fear. It's not just don't be afraid. No, fear's bad. No, no. Bad boy, bad girl. No, 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 no. You're not allowed to do that. No, no. It's if you face fear, run to prayer. If you're facing this moment of being worried, run to prayer. Lord, here I am. I'm worried about the future. I'm worried about tomorrow. I'm worried about my family. Lord, what is this fear inside of me? Release it. By prayer and petition, let anxious thoughts go. In Jesus' name. Verse four, going back to Judges seven, verse four. But the Lord said to Gideon, there are still too many men. Take them down to the water and I will thin them out for you there. (laughs) I love it. God's done some thinning in this house. And I'm thankful for it. That might surprise some of you, but God has to sometimes thin the waters, thin the crowd, because of disunity. And I'm okay with addressing it because if you gotta go, you gotta go. Remember, we don't pray people out. We pray the spirits out that are attached to them. But if they don't wanna go, They don't wanna let go of the spirits then the people have to go. And that's okay. And some of you, that's your biggest holdback because you've kept friends with attached spirits in your circle and they're tainting you, but you won't have the guts enough to get them out. And so they're still taking advantage of your life. You need to get some boldness going on and say, hey, it doesn't matter that we've been friends our whole life. I know we've been 35 years. I know 37 years. I know we've been friends forever. We go way back, but you taint me. We talk about bold, untamed faith. Where's your faith level? Are you bold enough to put some distance in between what's tainting you? I'm not saying text them and be like, you got a spirit, so I gotta get away. I'm not saying that. Okay, hear me, hear me. Some of you are so immature in your faith, you're literally writing a text right now, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't be around you anymore. My pastor said that you're bad blood. No, stop. Let's be adults, ready? Put distance. Easy, 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 put distance. And then when they, hey, where have you been? I've ah, just been, you know, been around. God's doing a lot in my life. Not, oh, I've been busy. No, no, just been around. God's doing a lot in my life. Oh, well, what's he doing? A lot. You really want to hear? Because I got a testimony. Then you start sharing your testimony. And then what happens? Then they're like, oh, huh. You're not the person you used to be. Nope. That's why we're not hanging out anymore. (laughs) Do you get it? Are you understanding it? We're putting distance in. Why? Because we're growing. And when we grow, I can't be around that anymore. Because when that's around me, I start to get a limp again. And I'm like, I don't want that. (laughs) I I can't hang out with you because you're tainting where I'm headed. And I'm going somewhere. I'm headed somewhere. And where I'm going, either you choose to get on board or you got to get off. You get it, okay, I feel like you got it, we're released. But the Lord said to Gideon, there are still too many men, take them down to the water and I will thin them out for you there. If I say this one shall go with you, he shall go, but if I say this one shall not go with you, he shall not go. So Gideon took the men down to the water. There the Lord told him, separate those who lap the water with their tongues as a dog laps from those who kneel down to drink. 300 of them drank from cupped hands, lapping like dogs, All the rest got down on their knees to drink. The Lord said to Gideon with the 300 men that lapped, I will save you and give the Midianites into your hands. Now, right here, you're saying, okay, 300 men, this is gonna be great because we haven't read on yet. And you're saying to yourself, man, I would have done the same thing. You know, if the Lord's speaking to me, I would have done the same thing. But what you don't understand is the Midianite army was huge. It's the Midianites, the Amalekites, and all the other little people in the village. It's huge. It's huge. So his obedience of getting rid of the army was super important to this story because the obedience of saying, hey, you gotta go because the Lord spoke to me is the main point for this story. And I want, I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this. Let all the others go home. So Gideon sent the rest of the Israelites home, but kept 300 who took over the provisions and trumpets of the others. Notice how he didn't say swords. Now the camp of Midian lay down, lay below him in the valley. During that night, the Lord said to Gideon, get up, go down against the camp, because I am going to give it into your hands. If you are afraid to attack, go down to the camp with your servant, Porah, and listen to what they are saying. Afterwards, you will be encouraged to attack the camp. So he and Pora, his servant, went down to the outpost of the camp the midianites the amalekites and all the other easterns people eastern peoples had settled in the valley thick as locusts their camels could no more be counted than the sand on the seashore <laughs> that's scary because i just got rid of 32000 men well 31700 I was set up to take him out and you just stripped me back. Lord, what are you doing? But I love how when the Lord Lord talked to Gideon, he said, hey, I'm giving you the camp. It's yours. But if you're a little afraid, go over because I gave you a sign. That's how good God is. That's how good he is. So Gideon, out of obedience, gets up and he says, come on, poor, let's go. We're gonna go down. I feel like there's a sign coming or something. Because, because I can feel something in my spirit and I feel like the Lord has spoken to me and I feel like there's a sign. So, so let's go down and let's go see what, what's going on. Gideon arrived just as a man was telling a friend his dream. Huh, coincidence. I had a dream, he was saying. A round loaf of barley bread. Oh, it's the Lord. I used a bread reference. It's in the Bible, I'm just saying, Okay. <laughs> I had a dream, he was saying, a round loaf of barley bread came tumbling into the Midianite camp. It struck the tent with such force that the tent overturned and collapsed. And here's his friend's response. This is so, the Lord. His friend responded, this can be nothing other than the sword of Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelite. Oh my gosh. God has given the Midianites and the whole camp into his hands. They already knew. They already knew. Gideon's on the outside with poor, and he's like. (laughs) I heard this. The Lord told me before we came here. I knew it. They're talking. He's out there. We're getting rid of him. You know what must be happening in Gideon's spirit? Because he heard from the Lord. The Lord said, I'm going to give you a confirmation. Just go over there with any fear, any fear you have. You'll be able to lay it down once you hear my confirmation. I'm going to confirm it. I'm going to confirm my word. Ooh, some of you are living on a prophetic word from someone that wasn't a prophet, and you never got it confirmed, and it's messing your life up. It is messing your life up. You got in one environment that tainted your future, that tainted your sight, and you've never got it confirmed by a real prophet. And so what happened is your life has been a weaving wonder and nobody and no thing can tell you any different because that one prophet ruined your life. And let me tell you, there are false prophets. It's biblical and you need to get it checked if it's messing you up. I'm telling you, some of you have been tainted by other people in church. Let me tell you, people are not perfect. And so if you're letting someone's words dictate your future, you need to check it. Go back to the Bible. Go to a reliable source. Go to someone that knows their word. Start to dig into this and reveal what God's trying to tell you. I'm telling you, don't, don't just take it for face value. I just feel like I need to share this and I've shared this before, but I got, I got spoken a word over me and I, I, I looked at my wife, Brittany, I was like, that's, that's not for me. So I got in the car and I actually called the person I said, hey, I just want to return this word to you. you. You think I'm joking. I don't play. This ain't a joke to me. Hey, I'm returning this word for you. You were off. Maybe I was in your eyesight, but I was not in your spirit. So you can have this word back. Some of you need boldness because those words, those words would have tore me up. I'm not gonna share it with, you, with you the word, but the word was heavy, and it would have torn me up with where we're headed. And so return it. Here, you can, you can have that. I'm not playing games. I'm not playing games. These nine core values, they're not, they're not games. We mean business, biblically-backed business. Biblically backed business, not just, not just word service, not just lip service. We're not just here to, to, to fill your ears, to come up in front of you and give you a nice little toasty word that you can take home. Toasty, everything is bread today. I'm telling you, it's magical. It's, I'm not even trying. The Holy Spirit's like bread, toast, barley. <laughs> so good. Some of you are going home, you're going to bake some fresh bread. I, I feel it in my spirit. Tammy's going to drop off some bread. It's going to be great. I feel it. I can smell it already. My children die when Miss Tammy drops off some bread. Ooh, we can't get home before they're tearing it up in the back seat. So good. The Lord is in this place. I feel him. His friend responded, this can be nothing other than the sword of Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelite. God has given the Midianites and the whole camp into his hands. When Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he bowed down and worshiped, and I will pause here to address this. He didn't run and say, let's take the camp. He bowed down and worshiped. What's your posture? What's your posture when the Lord talks to you, when the Lord confirms it? What's your posture? Some of us, it would be like, it's confirmed. Let's go, get your sword. <laughs> no, 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 no. was like, ho, ho, ho. I just heard the dream and the interpretation. That's a confirmation of my spirit. Let me take a moment. Let me get into posture. He stopped, he bowed down, and he worshiped. He returned to the camp of Israel and called out, get up, the Lord has given the Midianite camp into your hands. I love it because he's confirming into them what God did in him. The Lord has given the camp into your hands. Ooh, not my hands, or you're just gonna be my sisters. He said, the Lord has given the Midianite camp into your hands. Some of you need to get that. You need to understand that this city is yours, not just ours, not just the stage view, yours. We take this city by force. We, it's our calling. We are the power place. We stand up. We go out. We do work for the kingdom. This is good. We're the light. We are the light. What you do reflects him. I'm gonna go ahead and talk to you like my father always talked to me. I'd be leaving the door. You know, we'd be leaving to go somewhere with someone. He's like, hey, remember who you are. I'm like, dad, I can't remember. He's like, remember who you are. Who am I? You're Hollis. And what you do reflects him and me. So be careful. Some of you are the reason that other people won't come. I entitled my sermon today, Step on Toes. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Some of you in this house are the reason that other people won't come because what you're doing is you gossip more than you worship. You actually run your mouth more than you worship. You actually go in depth to get with people to chatter rather than getting in his presence And so your words are empty. You think you're doing the Lord's work by solving issues. The Lord works for that. He actually says, be quiet. I'll take care of them. You'll notice that when drama goes on in the house, you probably won't hear about it because we don't talk about it. Because the Lord will fight for you as you keep quiet. Get up. The Lord has given the Midianite camp into your hands. Dividing the 300 men into three companies, he placed trumpets and empty jars in the hands of all of them with torches inside. Now, understand this. He's got three companies of 100 people, and he goes around and, and, and he starts handing out trumpets and jars. Here's your jar. Here's your trumpet. Here's your jar here's your trumpet, Here, here's your jar, Here, here's your trumpet, you know all the guys are looking at each other like, what is this, an empty jar, and a trumpet, like what, yo, what did Gideon do this morning when he, when he was over there at the midnight game, like, doing something, has he lost his rocker, is he, is he off, like, what's going on, who is this guy, He just handed me an empty jar and a trumpet. Eh, okay. Obedience. I mean, I trust him, that's why I stayed. I mean, I trust him, that's why I stayed. I don't understand it, but I trust him, that's why I stayed. So I should have a sword and a shield. I mean, I've watched Narnia like nine times. I should have a sword and a shield. A little helmet with a nose thingy. That's what I want. I want the, the helmet with a nose thingy. a dope. Hide the old schnoz, you know? You can't have my schnoz. Um, anyways, I should be having, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, I don't know what's wrong with me today. I prayed a lot this week, I promise you. I should be having a weapon, and a way to keep myself safe, but yet I have a jar that will last one head. <laughs> oh, now what do I use? Oh, my trumpet! You know, like what do I do with this? Lord, what do you want me to do with this? You know, I'm going to play a high C. You know, oh, I don't know. Like, Lord, what are you doing? You get it. You understand. Like there's got, these guys have got to be racking their brains saying, what are you doing? Eh, Obedience. Doesn't make sense to me, but I'll stay. Because I trust you. Dividing the 300 men into three companies, he placed trumpets and empty jars in the hands of all of them with torches inside. Watch me, he told them. Follow my lead. When I get to the edge of the camp, do exactly as I do. Ooh. When I and all who are with me blow our trumpets, then from all around the camp blow yours and shout for the Lord and for Gideon. There's instruction and instruction has to be followed for so obedience. And when instruction is followed, obedience, there's results. Watch this, watch this. And this is, a, this is a problem in your home with your children. You give instruction and there's no obedience and you still reward I just cured all of your parenting problems. Stop buying your kid iPads when they don't even obey your instruction. Stop. You're enabling them. Oh, I know you hit mommy in the face, but we're gonna go buy you a, 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 a shake. It's gonna be great. Let's get better, okay? Come on, honey, it's gonna be okay. all right, just don't do that again, okay? Yeah, Yeah, and this is the problem. Welcome to 2023. We have parents that don't go on the word of God. They're raising those little minions. I've seen the movie. Trust me. All the children sound just like them. Anyways. But I want to help you. I want to help you. Don't enable your children by funding their... You're funding their disobedience. Okay. All right, I'm moving on. That was my... Two-second parenting spiel. Just to help you out, because I want to help you. Those of you with babies, get ready. The greatest season of your life is upon you. Ooh, everybody told us when we had our first kid, oh, it's going to be so tough. I'm like, I rebuke you. <laughs> oh, babies, they're so, oh, they just cry and cry and cry. Oh, it's so tough. And then they get older. And the terrible twos start. And then the t- horrific threes. And then don't even start me on the fours. And then you got to get ready for the preteen. And then the teen. It's like, did you enjoy any of it? <laughs> like, like, what? <laughs> I'm so confused. But this is what they told me. So honestly, you go into parenting, you're like, oh my word, we better get ready. And then you understand that if you just lead and guide them, they listen. <laughs> what? Consistency is everything. So I'm going to have to do it multiple times. Yeah, parenting is not easy, but it's worth it. Consistency. Over and over and over and over again. Oh my word. Oh Brittany and I this is all we do. We just drive together like here we go. We're gonna do this together. You ready? All right, here we go. We're disciplining, we're disciplining, and we're correcting. And we're rejoicing because it worked. And here we go. Come over here, over here. Hey, okay, we're good. It's gonna work. It's gonna be great. Oh, my word. Come over here, over here, over here. It's gonna be great. And we just consistency. We're working together, and we're jiving, and we're hip to hip, and locked in, and we're doing this thing, and we're salsing now, and we're moving. And it's great. Are you ready? I didn't say it was easy, but it's worth it when you have fruit. It's worth it. It's worth it to hear my daughter, my 11-year-old daughter, sitting in a room speaking in tongues. That's worth it to me. It's worth it. Was it always easy? No. She cried for the first, what? I don't even know how many, because it was like a blur. I had prayer meeting. After prayer meeting in my house, I'm like, pray for her. Something's wrong. All she does is cry. They were right. Everybody that told me she was gonna cry, she cried. She had colic. So, you know, I mean, she just cried. Guess what? It wasn't always Easy. So worth it. I remember she she had a little bit of an attitude when she was like in her twos. She would talk back. I'm like, how? Not in this house. Not separate, together. Me and Brittany together. Brittany, I mean Brittany and I were just right there. Here we go. Okay, you ready? Okay, tag, you're it. I'm gonna take a break. Okay, I'm back in. Tag. Okay, let's go. I mean, this was us. This is how we moved. This is how we grooved. And now all of a sudden I can see, I can see what God's doing. And then I I watch as the Power Place Academy goes and these kids that come in and it's like, oh, how do we do this? I don't know. We're just gonna groove. We're gonna move and they're gonna pray and they're gonna get bolder. And as they get bolder, I get more excited. And then they start praying for cancer to go and lungs to be healed. And I'm like, how? They must know something everybody else doesn't know that God can and he will. But even if he doesn't, I just don't want you to get a mixed-up picture that it's easy. Because Brittany and I, our home is not necessarily easy. It's good, godly work. And we're consistent over and over again. Well, have you had a bad day? I've had many. I've had moments where I got in bed at night and I say to the Father, Lord, I'm an awful father. and You're gonna have to help me. Because if I wake up the same way I did today, Ain't no way you can be pleased. God starts to go and he starts to tweak. Starts to work. Starts to move. And I wake up the next day because his promises are yes and amen and his word says joy comes Joy comes in the morning. So when I wake up, I'm new, and I got something fresh to give. And I wake up my kids, and I'm like, get ready, get ready, because today's going to be a good day. And we're back to driving again. We're back to moving again, and it's busy, and it's great. We're doing it again. It's not always easy, but it will be worth it. And when your kids are the next president, your kids are the next uh, business leader, your kids are the next uh, whatever that is for you, I'm telling you, God will pour out his anointing upon them if you'll just lead them. Watch me, he said, verse 17, he told them, follow my lead. When I get to the edge of the camp, do exactly as I do. When I and all who are with me blow their trumpets, then from all around the camp blow yours and shout for the Lord and for Gideon. Ooh. Verse 19, Gideon, uh, worship band, you can join me and you can start playing softly behind me, that'd be great. Uh, verse 19, Gideon and a hundred men with him reached the edge of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch. Just after they had changed the guard, They blew their trumpets and broke the jars that were in their hands. The three companies blew the trumpets and smashed the jars, grasping the torches in their left hands and holding in their right hands the trumpets. They were to blow, they shouted, a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. While each man held his position around the camp, all the Midianites ran, crying out as they fled. When the 300 trumpets surrounded, the Lord caused the men throughout the camp to turn on each other with their swords. The army fled to Beth 300 men. 300 men. Gideon's obedience. His army that backed his obedience. That followed orders. They came into alignment and surrounded the camp. They broke their jars blew their trumpets and all of a sudden out of nowhere, the Midianites, the Amalekites and all the other people started going into mass confusion. They're waking up out of nowhere. They're starting to kill their brother. they literally their teammates. The people that are in, are, we, we reenacted this yesterday with my children, it was fantastic. Roman had London in a neck hold. It was awesome, she, he was like body slamming on the ground. I'm like, take them out, the Midianites are dying. You're like, ah, it was fantastic. And I was just sitting there with my trumpet. It was so easy for me. Yeah. It's amazing. They broke jars and they blew trumpets. Nobody swung a sword. 300 men, as many as sand on the beach. You you couldn't even count them, there were so many. 300 men. Mass chaos brought from the Father. Started killing each other and running. And all of a sudden, victory was his. We've been talking about faith a lot. Maybe you're asking, you know what? Pastor Isaiah, what, why are we talking about faith so much? We need more Gideons. We need, we need more people that are willing to listen to God even when it doesn't make sense. We, we have to have a rise in Gideons. Gideons. No sword, a trumpet, a jar, and obedience. As I was praying this week, I felt the Lord impress on my spirit. And he said, stop fighting the battles that I told you to blow your trumpet and shout. Write that down. Stop fighting the battles that I told you to blow your trumpet and shout. You've gone in with swords ablazing. You've gone in, I'm gonna do it. Whether you show up or not, I'm going in. It's your mentality. The Lord's like, oh. Where's your obedience? I told you to strip back the army. I told you to grab a jar and a a trumpet. Why do you have a sword? I told you I was going to fight on your behalf. Why are you fighting? I told you to stop talking so that I could speak to you. I'll, I'll have a moment for you to shout, but it's when victory is on the horizon. He talked about Jericho this morning. Six days of marching silent. If you've ever seen Veggie Tales, the little peas on top mocking down below, okay? Let's just bring a real Bible. Not sure why they left that out in the real Bible. They were peas. <laughs> little peas, shouting down. Just mocking. What are you doing? Why are you here? Human flesh is wanting to defend. Because the Lord sent me, okay? No, no, no. Shh, 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 shh. Get ready, it's coming for you. I already spoke to the Lord. You're going down. Shh. Just keep walking, just keep marching. No, 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 no. 32,000 men, too many. Send those who deal with fear home. Buy 22,000. let's take him down to the river. I'm gonna gonna get rid of some more. You know what? If you only have 300, you'll know I did it. God knows at the end of our human life, we're we're full of pride. So he knows that we we gotta strip that back. And anything more than that, he knows that it, it, it could have been Gideon. It could have been the army. Look what we did. But only 300? Look around the room. This is about the size of our army. God stripped back some things. He said, get ready. Get ready. And I want you to go in with obedience. I want you to go in with the trumpet. I want you to go in the jar and get ready. Follow my lead. Follow my lead. When I break my jar and I blow my trumpet, I want you to break your jar and blow your trumpet. And I want you to shout for the Lord and for Gideon. Sandy, please. When when Ashley started singing, fire fall, wind come blow, have your way, we let go. Start singing that the. Oh man, the Lord started impressing so heavy on my spirit. Firefall, we're, we're, we're giving God permission. Let your fire fall. Let your fire fall. We give you permission to fall. Wind come blow, blow through this place. Wind stokes fire. And I know all of you know that because you've got a fireplace at home. You know, you're down there, you go, trying to get it to go bigger. I just want it to go. Wind come blow, stoke the fire that we gave you permission to send. Your way, whatever you want to do. But the key, the key is we let go. The key is we let go. Fire fall, wind come blow. Have your way. I just want the rest. I just, I just need the rest. I just need the, I, I just have just a few. It's just a, it's just a few. Lord, three hundred. Come on, give me a thousand. Just a thousand. Lord, you can still work with a thousand, right? I won't take the credit. Oh, we come down, go fireball. Yes, that's it. We can, Lord. I, there's just a few areas of my life. I just, I don't know if I can let go of that. Hey, I spoke to you, and I confirmed it. Now go take ground. Now go take ground. But you gotta let go. Gideon had to let it all go. Gideon had to let it all go. Gideon had to go into that moment saying, Lord, even if you don't, obedience is more important. Lord, even if you don't, obedience is more important. Shadrach, me shagging the bed to go even if you don't. The fire, I'll take it, because it's for you. It's for you. It's really easy to read the word. It's really easy to read the stories and be like, yeah, I could have done that. Yeah, I'd have done that. Yeah, I'd have done that. Now, COVID proved that. You wouldn't do squat. COVID called out so many Christians. All these people, I'm a Shadrach, I'm a Meshach, I'm an Abednego. No, you ain't, you hiding in your home from a little disease. It ain't even a disease. What's coming next? I don't know. I'm worried, man, economy's getting bad. I don't know how we're gonna do this. No, 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 no. 300, get rid of them all. Lord, we let go, I let go, I don't want it anymore. I wanna shout, fire fall, wind come blow, stoke the fire. (laughs) Come, I give you permission to stoke the fire. You can have it all. And I let go, I let go, I let go. I wanna call this church to obedience. I wanna call this church to a shout. I wanna call this church to a cry. This says, today, the battle is won, not by sword. The battle is won, not by violence. The battle is won by a shout. Today, we come into alignment with him and we shout for victory. We shout for victory. Some of you need to move to this altar right now. Some of you need to move to this altar right now because you've been facing some things in your life and you just need to come forward to shout. Some of you have been facing some things in your life right now and you're up against a Jericho. Up against the Midianite army. You're facing some Amalekites right now, and the Lord wants to set you free, and he wants to strip some things off of you. Come on, there's some of you in this room. You need to move out of obedience. God's been calling things out of you for many, many years. God's been calling things out of you for many, you ready? Are you ready? Here's what I feel. Here's what I feel. I feel like instead of just letting it be air and a shout, I feel like you need to start releasing things. Lord, I give you fill in the blank. Shout it. Lord, I give you fear. Lord, I give you my worry. I give you anxiety. I give you depression. God is too good. I'm sick and tired of the line. It's okay to not be okay. That's false doctrine. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's change. Let's change. No more downcast on oh, my soul. God is too good to be downcast on oh, my soul. No, 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 no. You must not be reading the same Bible as me because no longer will I walk in with my head between my knees being, oh, I don't know. No, freedom is yours. Freedom is yours. Let God strip some things off of you. Let him take you from 32,000 men down to 300 men. Let him take you from a bank account full of money down to a little bit so you value what you got. God is so good. God is so good. Oh, I felt a fond in my spirit. Some of you are in this room and you're going through a friendless season. Ooh, you're going through a friendless season and I feel in my spirit, it's a God season. It's a God season. What you look at as a negative, the Lord has actually put you in that secluded space on purpose. Don't be worried about the friends. God will bring the right ones. God will bring the right ones. God will bring the right ones. (laughs) Oh, he's good. Oh, he's good. Freedom is yours. Jesus, we love you we thank you. We give you praise, honor, and adoration. We lift your name high in this place. You are the reason that we gather. You are the reason this exists. We praise you, Father. We love you, Lord. We pray that you would go with us. Be with us, Jesus, in our daily encounters, Lord. Lord, we just want you to be pleased. Pour your spirit out in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Come on, everybody all over this place said? Thanks for checking out the PowerPlace audio podcast. The PowerPlace exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily, to empower you with His Spirit and His Word so that you can engage your world. Here at the PowerPlace, we believe the Bible from cover to cover. And our prayer is that as you listen, the absolute truth of God's Word would bring complete freedom to every area of your life.